Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Good morning, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing good. We got some snow here. Did you get snow? We did get snow, not a super amount, like you can still see the grass, like not little, little tough sticking up, not the whole, like it's white, but there's little green things sticking up through it. We got the so. day off work on Friday. Uh-huh. We, uh, we closed our factory for second shift on Friday. Yeah. Um, and some businesses were closed. Um, when I was taking my class on Friday, it was starting to snow and um, the owner teaches the class and the shop was open, except that both of the clerks working the shop were like, oh, no, it's snowing. I want to leave. <laughs> so they <laughs> so they had to sh- shut the shop because there were no clerks. Um, so it was kind of funny because when I went out, I'm like, I don't. I don't think this is really very snowy, but people get nervous where they get nervous. Yeah. yeah. So what have you been sewing? I have actually sewn a little, which is weird because I'm still a little bit in a funk, but I did some stuff. I made myself a Tate romper in some upholstery fabric that I bought six years ago from Spoonflower to cover my grandmother's wingback chair. And I did, in fact, cover her chair. The fabric is sort of a lightweight canvas um, with teal blue flamingos printed all over it. And it makes a delightful top Tate romper. I've worn it once and I've gotten so many compliments. And when you um, sit it was in a chair, really good no one, one can find you. That's right. I can be completely camouflaged. It is marvelous. But I also ordered some leopard print French terry in rainbow colors, which just reminds me of Lisa Frank notebooks and folders so much. Um, and I love it. Those were things I desperately wanted and only occasionally was allowed to buy when I was in middle and high school. Um, but I made a chive dress by Karamia Maui, which was a favorite a couple years ago when it came out. This is a... Um, a knit dress with a basic t-shirt style top that's semi-fitted. It's close fitting anyway, Mm -hmm. and has puff sleeves and a straight skirt, sort of a a bodycon feel to the dress. And then at the waist, there are two pockets in the waistline, not in the side that that come down on either side of the waistline. Mm -hmm. And I really like this one. And I, I had almost forgotten it existed. I was flipping through my patterns to think about what I'd like to use that Terry uh, leopard print for. And that was the winner. And I think it turned out really well. What have you been up to? Well, I have been working on my wedding dress and I'm making great progress, actually. So I made the final full muslin toile. Jenny has been one of the few that's been able to see that. I sent it along to her. (laughs) And actually, there I've made several muslins, and my original design got scrapped. So, like yeah. I had, I had adjusted and fitted a muslin with a whole different design, and just realized this this isn't it. This isn't what makes yeah. me feel great on my wedding day. So, 
I scrapped that and I started again and I really love this one. Um, I have, let's see. So, so far on the finished version, I have the, the basic the bodice in the main fabric and it's underlined. I also underlined this. I underlined it with muslin, but I'm also going to have a lining. So I have an underlining that changes the structure of it and then a lining to make it smooth inside. Anyway, it's, um, and the lining's just a, a rayon. Um, but the, but the outside is linen. Um, it's merchant and mills linen. So it's a lighter weight linen. It's not their heavyweight linen. It's, it's a lighter weight in Royal blue. And then, um, so I've made that and I've made the, the basics of the skirt. So I haven't put the bodice and the skirt together. Well, the skirt on this I've made with three layers of flounces. And so I think it's best. To, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So I want to make I want to attach the flounces before I attach the skirt to the bodice. Yeah. And the flounces I started last night with the biggest flounce, the bottom one. And I was thinking, how am I going to do the hem on this? Because flounce is actually, it's not that easy to do the hem because it's going out, right? And so like folding yeah. it over, yeah. <sighs> During a football game last night, I did the hem. Hand, hand did the hem. Yeah. And the way that I did it was I stitched around at three eighths of an inch to give me a really good line. And right. then I, I... I pressed that over that where that line is. And then with my fingers pressed, um, you know, use that as a line to go up to and fold it over. And then I hand stitched the whole way around. Wow. So it took a whole, it took the whole game, the 49ers Packers game, which by the way, thank goodness we won. Um, to, <laughs> to do that, to, to go around that. So that was the biggest one. Anyway. So I've got the flounce done there. I've got two more flounces to, to finish up on that and attach to the skirt. And then I also am making this waistband. And I have kind of a, a question thing on this in my mind still. I'm making a special waistband. So where my studio is, Jim can see what I'm doing. There's nothing surprised about this dress like he totally knows. Plus, we're wearing a matching color. I made him his shirt. So it's no surprise there. But I do have this one surprise bit on it, which is that um, I am planning to embroider on the waistband, like all the things I'm grateful for Jim about. Okay. So um, I don't know if I'm going to do hand embroidery or if I'm going to do um, machine embroidery on that. Um, but I, I that's like kind of filling up my thoughts. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. With that, so. That's pretty awesome, though. That's a really yeah. neat touch. Yeah. Very meaningful. I love it. Okay. And I also think I'm in pretty good shape since our wedding is just over a month from as is yeah. being And I think I have plenty of time to finish it. Yeah. It seems like you're doing a really great job. And I can't wait to see final pictures. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about some new patterns? Yeah, absolutely. The first one we've got here is Love Notions Clef Coat, which is a um, zip front or button or snap front jacket with an elastic waist and um, elastic or drawstring waistline 
and the cuffs are also elasticized. It reminds me of like a combo between a track jacket and a members only jacket or something like that. Or even a letterman jacket could be similar to that. Yeah, that's true. I, I could see this really easily in fleece or, you know, like you could have the sleeves and the lining in fleece and then the inside, the outside mm-hmm. as a different mm-hmm. fabric. Uh, there's a hood you can put on it um, or just like a short um, stand collar. It's, it looks like a nice jacket. Yeah, it's got that welt chest pocket, but also the kangaroo pockets. And I love yes. a kangaroo pocket for sure. And I love, you know, Love Notion always has this full bust option, which is which is pretty good for a coat because I think it might be a kind of tricky to do the uh, an FBA on a coat. It it definitely might be. It's it's a nice looking jacket. Yeah. So the next one is from Swim Style, and they have the next their their newest pattern is called the Andy Set. It comes up to a sixty inch hip. But they call a sixty inch hip a nine X. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite things about pattern companies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I prefer, I think the easiest, I mean, it makes sense for there to be a a number system. I don't really care for when there's like green, blue, or, you know, you know, or animal names or something. It makes sense for it to be in, in order of number, but just street numbers, like, Nine times the size you're supposed to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's definitely how that feels. It is, all that said, though, a really cute top. It's like a yeah, crop yeah. top with gathers up the front that seem to be gathered by a drawstring. Um, and you can do it sleeveless or with these sort of puffy sleeves that end in elastic wrist. Um, V-neck, it's very cute. What about the, so in view B, they have the, they have the, the, sh- so the, in the front of it, it's kind of pulled up with these strings that go that go in um, casings down the center front, and that string goes around your neck in view B. In, yeah, in view B, I do see that. I don't know that that's how I would wear that. I don't think you have to either. I mean, it could be easily be done just the same yeah. as view A without the string coming out around your neck. But it's an it interesting seems so look. Weird, right? Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's kind of a strange thing, but. Uh, I do like the look together. I've uh, shown one of the pictures that I really like. I, I I love it. I don't think I would be bearing my belly just because that's just me. But I do think it's really cute. I have a question about the line drawings that maybe you know. Because these look like sort of standard line drawings in how they do things. Yeah. It looks like there's darts in the skirt there. But what are those lines supposed to be? If I was guessing, my guess would have been not darts or pockets or any, God forbid, right, or anything else. But instead, maybe the way that the um, split in the sides of the skirt goes up, maybe that's some sort of stabilizing or it's the way they got uh, it turned under or something else. But I don't know. Like, yeah. I can't imagine it being. And if you look at the skirt in the, the illustration, it doesn't appear that they've darted or done anything else there's nothing else sensible there so the only thing i can think of is something related to the slits on both sides yeah well it's a very cute outfit um and you should take a look at it yeah it really is next up elizabeth suzanne has three new patterns and these are 
uh, it's kind of cool when Elizabeth Suzanne comes out with these patterns because they are things that have been in production for a while and that she's just offering to the sewing community, which I think is really cool. Uh, all of her patterns are very simple. The ones that um, there's three new patterns, they go up to a 66 inch hip. There's the Lynn Tee, the Maxine Crop, and the Bell Skirt. And the Lynn Tee, if you look at the line drawing, it looks boring as hell. But if you look at the shirt, it looks adorable. What do you think? Yeah, what I love about that, that is I, I had a shirt like this when I was in high school and early college years that was shorter in the front, longer in the back, really generously sized such that the back was really, really swingy. And yeah. I really loved it. And this reminds me very much of that. Yes. And then um, there is the, uh, I lost the name here, <laughs> the Maxine Crop. And that is, it's kind of like that morning glory top, right? It is. It's, um, it's basically grown on sleeves with a tie. And you can wear it yeah. in the front or the back. Pretty I, I it's very much like the Morning Glory. I would say that if you're unsure on this one, try Morning Glory first to make sure you like the concept before mm -hmm. you before you buy it because it's very the much the same glory style is, of thing. Is, is a free pattern, right? It's a free pattern. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think it's cute. I like the Morning Glory when I got it as well. Yeah, it's, it's very cute. It's it's what I've learned is not something I'll wear. Really, like I like the concept, but I don't wear these regularly. So That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I would like it over something. I've often worn it over something. I do think it is really nice as an over shirt as well. So mm -hmm. I think you might find you like that. And yeah. the, the lovely bit is it can be worn either way. So you could flip it depending on what you're going for. Yeah. Next, we have the uh, bell skirt. And it is a very simple skirt. It is a has elastic waist. It's um, calf length and it looks like it has a nice wide hem on the bottom yeah it, it is very simple but it's um i mean it's in keeping with the elizabeth suzanne sort of feeling of the garments mm -hmm. that they make um and looks like it would go great with either of the two tops that are also released this month so it's a it's a lovely choice and elizabeth suzanne has a deal right now where you can get all of her patterns like at a combined price um, I don't remember what the price is, but um, you can head over and look at, at their website. And I will say that all of their patterns, see, is that true? Maybe the Clyde jumpsuit excluded um, are pretty much beginner accessible or at right. least next to beginner accessible. Maybe the Clyde work pants are a little bit harder, but um they're all very simple designs that you could do many different ways and um, they have nice instructions. So. Awesome. So Jenny, this month we had our very first time of having two separate clues, one provided by you, one provided by me. So what <laughs> did our clues have to do with the theme? Not one thing. They were, if related at all, it was incidental, not intentional. <laughs> yes, we tricked you. Um, we wanted to choose our favorite songs because um, this is the final month of Punk Frockers. And um, our theme this month is PF Happy Ending. And um, I'm getting a little upset. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, So, you know, you, you hit a point in a podcast where sometimes it's, it's okay. It's just time for it to naturally come to its conclusion. And when we realized we were rolling up on the point where what we wanted to do together as podcasters was, was done. Um, we wanted obviously the perfect theme for the last one. And since one of our favorite previous themes was PF, just the tip PF happy ending seemed like a really good place to start. And it could keep us focused on what was important. The things we'd like you to focus on when you're sharing with this hashtag, which is to revisit any previous theme that you loved and you can do something new or you could share what you did for that month or share something that someone else could do for that month. You could also make a new theme that you wanted us to do and that we didn't do because we got ideas that we didn't choose. And maybe you've been waiting for us to do them. This is your month. Absolutely. You could post a favorite memory of the show. I know that there are folks who have posted that they got started on something because Beverly shared it or that they also thought this was a terrible idea that they only really realized other people agreed with them on when they heard it on the show and other things. Maybe you met a good friend through sharing your makes on the show or something else. Share that with us. Let us know. Or maybe it's like the time that Jenny and I tried to figure out what do you call a pocket flag? <laughs> or when we were trying to figure out, was it threads? Like what the numbers oh, yeah, for what the weight of thread was. <laughs> it was really, really messy. So favorite <laughs> moments. And tell us how much you love the show. We we like our egos to be stroked as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. And if it brought something to your sewing practice or just the joy in listening, we'd love to hear about it. I know that I've heard from people who don't listen, who, who don't listen, who do listen, but who don't sew, who listen to the show every week because they just enjoy the happy feelings it brings for them. So share that with us. This is this is not a bad thing. It no. is a sad thing, but it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. And And hearing about the joy that it's brought is something that can make all of us feel better for it. And the end of this month will mark three years of us bringing a podcast every single week without fail. A few of them, tiny bit late, but still (laughs) every single week without fail. We did not miss a single week. And I am so proud of that, especially for people who had never done a podcast before. Absolutely. And we've learned so much in the process of doing that. And I think gained a lot. I know my sewing practice is completely different than it was when I started. And I I put that down a lot to the things we learned and we talked about and the way that we thoughtfully approached a variety of things with the show. Yeah. So yes, this is sad, but not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are just sort of some housekeeping. I know we've got these wonderful Patreon members and we've appreciated you. Um, I am right now putting together uh, with Beverly what it is we're going to send out as our final Patreon gift. Um, it's not too late to hop on that wagon, but it's just about too late. So if if it's something you'd like to do, please uh, please do so very quickly. 
because by the time this episode's airs, you've got to the end of that week, Friday is when I'll place that order. So, um, yeah. So what is our plan for this next month? Do we have thoughts yet about how we're going to share with our audience our, our thrills and chills as we go through this? I'm not sure we've planned that far. It's weird. I don't think we have exactly. I, I know we talked I think about we've been maybe, a little avoidant on it, actually. Yeah, we talked about maybe revisiting our first episode. Like that oh, might be something. I listened to it. I listened to it. Yeah. And I'll have to go back. I was actually, so first of all, uh, at first it was it was a little bit clunky in the very beginning. It was a, it was a little bit like, ooh. But then actually we did our first episode, our first like, not intro, you know, just come check this out episode. Our first real episode was like an hour long. And it sounded pretty close to how we sound now. I was like, either we have not improved or we were just <laughs> awesome from the beginning, you know? I, I was, I was really gonna just... go with that second one. We were awesome <laughs> from the beginning. Like our first feedbacks were people saying it's like listening to two old friends talk about sewing. It's the, it's great. And that's still the feedback we get. So yeah. I'm going to go with we were awesome from the first episode. Yeah. And the amazing part was we barely knew each other when we first started. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. This is this isn't two old friends who started a podcast. This is two strangers who started a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and became old friends. That's exactly it. So this is, yeah, sad, but not bad. That's right. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see what you have to share with us. And we will see you you next Tuesday. Tuesday. The Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art.